Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. This is part three of my teaching entitled Submission. And my text is taken from Ephesians chapter 5. And I'm reading from verse 21 to 31. And I read, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one never hated their own body, but they feed and care for their, their body, just as Christ does the church. So last week, um, last week's teaching was very interesting indeed. And I'm going to um, give you a couple of highlights. So, so in part one um, of my highlights, um, the, I, I, um, um, the extensive problems that existed at the church at Ephesus was um, the church that was fraught with problems. And Apostle Paul writes to the church and call on the wives to submit to their husband in everything. In part two of my teachings, Apostle Paul called on the church to submit to their wives, to submit to their husbands. And um, it appears the spirit of submission was the key problem in the church. However, Apostle Paul called upon the older women to submit to their husbands in all things as they do to the Lord. In other words, this request was a godly um, request um, for submission as they do uh, to, to, to Papa God. Um, first, followed by a godly submission to their husbands. So this request was a godly submission um, as they submit themselves to Papa God first. Then out of that, um, they would s submit to their husband. What does that mean? The wives wouldn't be able to submit themselves naturally to their husband until they rededicate, they reconsecrate themselves to Papa God and allow Papa God to teach them how to submit themselves to their husband. Allow Papa God to teach them how to reverence their husband. Teach them true submission to their husband. And out of that comes obedience and commitment and focus and devotion first to Papa God before they can submit to their husband. Why was submission so important to their husbands? 
Because submission is a spirit. And out of that spirit, out of that submission, that would automatically crush and subdue the unruliness and all the other problems that were manifesting in the church at Ephesus. So the call was directed to wives to submit to their husband in all things. Then they would teach the younger women of the church how to submit to their husband. It is only when you, you, you have a personal relationship with your Papa God, you will then develop the traits and the attributes and how you must submit and care for your husband. You will know the truth. You will know your worth, your responsibilities to Papa God and the church and purpose. She will learn that obedience and consecration and devotion and obligation and dedication and commitment to her Papa God um, has to come first before she teaches um, uh, 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 the young women and, 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 and also um, submit to her husband. It will teach her, this relationship with Papa God will teach her experience and maturity in keeping the faith. This experience with Papa God first will teach her what she must do and how she must behave when her husband is in trouble. She, this experience will, will, will allow her, cause her to be fully aware that she is the pivot of her husband's purpose. She is the hinge to the calling on her husband's life. She is the hinge to the calling, not only to her husband's life, but the family and the church at large. She is his axle, his swivel, his spindle. She knows how to keep judgment and to be subject to their husbands uh, so that no one will malign the word of God. So the main purpose in Apostle Paul's epistle was verse 25, where he called on the husband, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So I continued the teaching with a direct question to the man of God. And the question was, has he got the capabilities within him to love his wife as Christ loves the church? So some of the things Apostle Paul stated in his epistle are in verse 25. And he says, cleansing her. Some of the things that he need to do, the man of God, is in verse 25. He said, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. And verse 27, and to present her to himself as a radiant church. And I went on to say to the man of God to speak beautiful things to her. In other words, the man of God is the head and the high priest or the priest, head and priest, or if you want to call it high priest, of his house. He's the head of his house. It is his responsibility to make sure 
that his wife and his family are protected and it is his responsibility amongst many other things in, to, to ensure that his wife and his family, um, that he grows his wife and family's faith. It is his responsibility to make sure his wife and family, that he meets his wife, that he meets the physical needs, the emotional needs, the spiritual needs, the mental, biological, psychological, financial needs of his wife and family. He has to ensure that they are taken care of. That is what is meant by head. When he said, you're the head of the, 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 your family, that is what head means, child of God. And I gave you a little gist in lesson two on how to start the ball rolling, how the man of God should start the ball rolling spiritually. Spiritually by telling his wife how much she, how much she is loved by God. By telling his wife that she's fearfully and wonderfully made. By telling his wife that God ordained her for him. And she is what completes him and his ministry that God orders for him. What are you doing to her, man of God? When you tell your wife these beautiful and loving things as you are led by the Spirit of God, you, you're doing verse 25. You're cleansing her by the washing with water through the Word of God. And you're presenting her to, to, to yourself to, and to the church and to God as a radiant church. What are you doing, man of God? She will automatically, sir, submit to you without a word. You don't have to open your mouth because a woman is a natural, naturally submitter. You start washing her with the words and she will curl up like a ball before you. Why? She has a relationship with God. And she loves her Papa God. She respects him first. You don't have to say a word. The, why? That the words that you speak, sir, they are spirit and they are life. Verse 30, he said, For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father. A man will leave his mother and be united to his wife. And the two will become one flesh. Wow. Why? You have a relationship with Papa God first. And so you know how to relate to your wife. You know how to take care of her. You know that you are the head. And, and you know your responsibility, you know, um, before God. And number two, she knows her responsibility before God. She knows that her first relationship is with Papa God. And Papa God in turn will teach her how to take care of the man, the man of God. Listen to how the great apostle, a man who has never been married, a man who has never been betrothed to any woman whatsoever. The Bible doesn't say it. But listen to how the spirit of grace reveals the mystery of the institution of marriage to him. And listen to what he has to say 
in verse 32. He said, this is a profound mystery. Mystery. This is a profound mystery, he said. But I am talking about Christ and the church. And we know that Christ is married to the church. Yes. And Christ is a picture of God, which is the man. And the church is a picture of Jesus Christ, which is the woman. Yes. He said in verse 32, this is Apostle Paul still speaking. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. Woman of God, do you love and respect your husband? Woman of God, do you care about your husband? Do you, how, 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 do, how much do you take care of him? Do you care about him the way you care about the Lord? Do you honor and respect him? Do you have what it takes, woman of God, to love your husband? Are you submitted to him? Are you committed to his cause? Do you know he's a little God, the woman of God? Psalm 82, verses 6. Read it. He said, I said you are God's. You are all sons of the Most High. Yes, he's a little God. And he's son of the Most High. Amen. So I'm going to close here for today. And I'm going to uh, allow the word of God to saturate you and marinate you and permeate you. Thank you, Papa God, for this wonderful teaching. Thank you for your grace in unfolding the mystery of the institution of husband and wives and their role and applications to worship God first and then to each other and their family and ministry. I pray that you will open the eyes of the understanding of your children, children of God, so that they can grasp understanding and reality of their roles and responsibilities to each other in this beautiful institution that you have created for them and for us. I pray, Papa, that you will strengthen them and uphold them with your powerful right hand and that the power in their right hand will enable the couple to stand, the man of God and the woman of God and his family to stand in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray, Papa God, that those who are not in faith, Father God, but in, within the institution, it is the same blessed institution. I pray, Papa God, that you will bring them in line, bring them into faith in the name of Jesus. Uphold them with your powerful right hand in the mighty name of Jesus so that they can see the mystery that Apostle Paul talks about. For we are members of his body. And for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. And the two will become one flesh. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want you, children of God, to pass this to your friends, to your families, to your contacts, so that they can hear the word of God.
the, 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 the uncompromising word of God. And um, faith comes through hearing and hear the word of God. So Pastor Sandra is going to check out now, but pass it on because God will bless you. This is your way of propagating the gospel. So until I hear from you again next week, God bless you.